0: Welcome to another episode of Truths Be Told Podcast. It's me, your host, Lindsay Mullen. It's always me. It's never not me. It's always going to be me hosting this thing. Welcome. I've been gone just for a little bit. Tiny, teeny tiny hiatus. I'm back. Things got really busy, but I was still keeping up the interviews. And looking for stories, I'm always looking for good stories. Sometimes they'll just be having drinks with a friend and they'll tell me they have no good stories and then they'll suddenly say something like amazing and I go, that, that's a story. Why, why have you not told me that before? Why do you tell me you suck at telling stories? It's a great story. Or um, recently I was getting my hair cut and my hairstylist, who I didn't know really well at all, told me like an amazing story. So I'm going to get her on the podcast at some point too. Listen, if you're the type of person that thinks you have no good stories, you're probably wrong. Everybody has a good story. And weirdly, a lot of people who think, oh, I've got stories on everything. Usually their stories aren't that great. I've noticed that. So it's, it's weird. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know. I think everybody has a good story in their back pocket. You just gotta you gotta learn to sell it, you know? I've I've made a career on on being unjustifiably enthusiastic about you know innocuous crap from my life. Half my friendships are built on it, guys. Anyways, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, to this episode. Uh, I want to welcome you wherever you are in the world. Maybe, maybe you're in Canada, like most of my viewers. Um, I do check the statistics to see where you guys are listening from. And yes, most of you are from other parts of Canada. Welcome, hello, fellow uh, countrymen. But what really interests me are the people listening internationally and they do exist small pockets of people in like the UK or Australia who I don't know these people who are these people how did they find out about this show how are they how are Australians who are so far away that you know when they flush the toilet it goes the other way the water goes down the drain the opposite direction that's how far away they are how are they finding out about this podcast I don't know. It confuses me. And I'm, I'm curious. Is this translating well? I realize we speak the same language and we're all in the Commonwealth. But, you know, I don't know. Am, am, I, am I culturally translating? Are these stories universal? Hmm? I'm curious. You know, if you're a listener and you're from Australia, send me a DM on Instagram. If you're not creepy, I'll reply. I'm curious what you think of the show. Give me your feedback, guys. I, I always uh, want to hear what people think of what they're hearing. So today's theme is, uh, is one that uh, has kind of haunted my life. I've thought about it many times since early childhood. Uh, the theme is siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the reason the topic of siblings resonates with me is because I, in fact, do not have any siblings. None. I'm an only child. And by the way, I hate telling people that because when people find out that you're an only child, they are such assholes about it. Like, (laughs) people are terrible when they find out that you have no siblings, you know, like, like you chose it or something. Um, people, people have these you know preconceived notions about what you know an only child is supposed to be like. You know that they're selfish and spoiled, rotten. They've never had the hard knocks of having a brother or sister. You know, push them around. And listen, all those stereotypes when it comes to me, anyways there's truth to them. I am kind of selfish. I literally have a podcast where I'm forcing all of you just to listen to me talk. And I don't let you talk. You can't talk. You just have me in your earbuds and you just have to listen me listen to me, you know, talk forever. So yeah, a bit selfish. There's a bit of that. I mean, I'm an actor. I'm a performer. I like attention Interestingly, I would say, though, in some ways, I feel like I may have been slightly deprived of attention as a child with my parents uh, and very, very hungry for um, validation and attention, which is why I'm a performer and comedic performer now, I think. I don't think it's because I was given way too much, you know, patience and love my parents love me, but but it's complicated. You guys know what I mean. Everyone does their best. Anyways, my point is... Um, I have always been kind of haunted by this idea of siblings. Because when you're an only child... You know, you... You always wonder what your life would be like... If you had grown up with siblings. And like I said before... You know, there's stereotypes that are somewhat true—the selfishness or maybe being spoiled, rotten to some degree. Um, but there's a lot of other stereotypes about being an only child that I feel like I feel like they're overlooked by people with siblings. You know, they don't want to be like, "Oh, poor you," to an only child. It's very lonely being an only child. It's a very odd experience to grow up as the only pup in the litter. Um, You'd think that you'd get used to it, but I actually felt lonely from a very young age, and I carry it with me now. I think it's why I'm such an extrovert in social situations. Uh, I think it's why I crave that attention, is, uh, you know... I'm always the last person to hang up the phone. My best friend, actually, and all my boyfriends in the past, they all had to give me like a two-minute warning on the telephone when they had to go because they knew I had a hard time hanging up. And I think, in part, that has to do with uh, my upbringing with my parents but also maybe maybe a little bit being an only child, you know? I. I remember being so excited having guests over at the house because it was like having an extra playmate. And I think when I was uh, a kid, I, I desperately wanted to make friendships that were like best friendships because I wanted something as close to family with a friend as possible. There's a lot of sad truths about being uh, an only child. That loneliness thing is is really obvious. Um, I often like to throw it in the faces of anyone who's being rude to me about being an only child. Sometimes people will say things to me like, Oh, you got everything you wanted, I bet. Oh, you never had to share your toys. And I'll be like, Yeah, well, uh, I'm also gonna get to bury my parents alone. Thanks a lot. Sounds like fun. That's a really shitty thing I've said to people. Uh, But it's a true thing, it's a true thing. I'm going to have to deal with the passing of my parents one day all by myself. Sure, maybe I'll be married and I might have kids, but you know, I I am the legacy, DNA-wise, of my parents. And there's nobody else to uh, help cushion the blow when I lose them one day. It's a really upsetting thought, but it passes through my head. You know, it's funny, though. When I was a little kid, I never wanted a sibling, even though I would get lonely, because... I couldn't stand the idea of sharing my parents' love. I used to get this reoccurring nightmare as a child, the same one, and the nightmare was of my mom and dad coming home from the hospital with a brand new baby in their arms, and I would be like at the door going, no, no, and then I'd wake up in like a cold sweat I know how silly and juvenile that is. I literally had that dream every couple of years from childhood to my teen years. The last time I remember having that dream was in my dorm room in college. I woke up and the the bed sheets were wet with my sweat and me hyperventilating and being relieved to realize that my mother was far too old to have a period ever again. You know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have a, a very complicated relationship with the idea of being an only child and not having siblings. Although I will say, when I hit my teen years, I looked at a lot of my close friends and um, saw that I was slightly jealous of their relationship with their siblings. Because when I was younger, I'd see... All these siblings fight each other and be mean to each other. And I would think to myself, oh, glad I don't have to deal with that. But then when they all got to their teen years, they would, like, help each other sneak out of the house or, like, lie for each other. Or they would say things like, mom's crazy, right? Yeah, mom's crazy. And they could kind of confide in each other about their parents. So I remember being a bit jealous about that wanting to experience having someone else witness my formative years, a person who was most likely going to be there when I was really old. (sighs) Yeah, it's complicated. It's really complicated. I have no real stories for you on this, guys, just my thoughts and my musings on the topic. All right guys, it is now time for the quote of the episode. You guys all love this part, right? It's pretty fun. It's quirky, it's different, a quote. This quote is very tender, very sweet and cute, and it'll make you uh, wish you had a twin because this person is literally famous because they are a sibling. It's Mary-Kate Olsen of the Olsen twins. Yeah. And this quote uh, by Mary-Kate is obviously about her twin sister, Ashley. And she had to say, we have this little thing when we love each other where we'll squeeze each other like three times. That's super cute. So uh, apparently the context of this quote... Uh, This was said in, like, an interview. I saw the clip on YouTube. Mary-Kate is, like, a tween at the time. And they were just talking about how when they go to, like, public events or fashion shows or red carpets, they hold hands sometimes. And they just, you know, do little three pumps in the hand-holding to let the other one know I love you. And they do it back and forth. Which is so cute. I just... Oh, it just, it just makes me want to hold hands with someone and do that all day. I love that so much. Oh, don't you just wish you were a twin? All right, guys, uh, let's jump into some of these stories. All right, let's get some sibling stories going. Here's our first guest. with a self-described, pathetically open book about everything, Miguel Rivas. That's me. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He is one of the anchors on The Beaverton, which is a very popular show. On CTV. On CTV. And uh, you're also, you have a show called Rap Battles as well with your brother.
1: That's right. A live show.
0: A live show at Comedy Bar.
1: Every month for nine years now.
0: Yeah, it's a very popular show.
1: And there's no end in sight, because we're just going to keep torturing ourselves and producing a show.
0: Hell yeah. And it's with your brother, who you're going to talk about. That's right,
1: Freddie Rivas.
0: Freddie Rivas was on an earlier episode of this show talking about how he hooked up with a girl, and then her boyfriend showed up and forced him in a car and wanted to beat him up in the middle and, of nowhere.
1: And of course, I, I'm sure this detail was brought into play, but it was Halloween and Freddie was in an Ace Ventura costume. Yes, yes, that was
0: brought up. Yeah. He was in so an Ace I mean, Ventura doesn't costume. Get, doesn't
1: get a, a sillier than that.
0: Yeah. So you guys are the same genetics. Uh,
1: That's what they tell us.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you're here today to talk about siblings. That's right. And you have a story about Freddie.
1: I have a million stories about all of my brothers, of which I have three. Um, and two half brothers who I've never met Whoa. in Honduras from my sh- uh, stray father. Oh boy, who is long since passed. But um, um, I'm just I'm just telling you this to tell you that you should have me back and tell more stories about my siblings. Yeah, um, it sounds
0: like a real litter.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you told me Freddie told that story about getting um, driven around in an Ace Ventura costume where his life was being threatened, because that's the story I would have told. But instead, I'm going to get, because now Freddie's such a character on the show, I'm going to tell my favorite story about Freddie, which gets to the essence of who he is, I think. Okay. Um, So again, we, there's four of us growing up, Thomas, Freddie, uh, Miguel, me, and Francisco. And Francisco and me were the oldest, and Freddie and Thomas were the youngest, but we're all close in age. Four boys born within six and a half years.
0: Oh my God. To
1: the same two parents who then quickly split up. So... We were raised super poor, just by my mom, and as a result, we kind of did a lot of self-raising. And I think because other people told us to, we split into like two groups a lot, which was me and Francisco, the older ones, and Freddie and Thomas, the younger ones. But me and Freddie are 14 months apart. We're Whoa, like, we're that's, like,
0: that's nothing. We're like
1: close to twins. We're, what do you call that? Irish twins or something? I think you're not allowed <laughs> to say that. But we're half Irish as I'm well. I'm Irish.
0: So. I'm making it okay.
1: I'm half Irish as well. Um, that's my mom's side. Kathy Cardwell. Whoa. Um, anyways, so me and Freddie, like, didn't get along for, like, an early part of childhood. We did, but we fought, like, a lot. Because he felt that he should have been, I'm speaking for him now, but that he was, should have been in the older group. And we got privileges. And it was always, like, Freddie and Thomas to the kids' table. But he's like, I'm the same f and age. Can I swear? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same fucking age as Miguel. What is this? Um, and I obviously lorded it over him forever. Do
0: you also seem older.
1: Like yeah. You telling yeah. me
0: that that's the amount apart, I'm kind of shocked. I thought there was like five years apart. Nope,
1: 14 months. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he also like, I, I, don't, I don't know why, and I, I would let him explain this, but early on in childhood, and even my mom would confirm this, he was the angriest kid ever. Just like filled with rage. Not, not like he didn't have a good time all the time, but he was just like so quick to anger and rage and frustration for our whole childhood, that we, that was like a running joke in our family. It was like, Freddy's a maniac. <laughs> Freddy's, Freddy is Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. So all that to say, leading up to this event, we were so poor, we had to spend all our time together and we had to like hang out with neighborhood kids all the time. So one time we were hanging out with uh, our neighborhood friend, Lauren Nolan, who was about our age as well. And we were waiting to pick up a cousin of ours from the movies. And our mom and another, she went to go talk to some other moms and we're sitting in this car waiting. And me and Freddie are just like fighting like crazy, yelling at each other, not getting along years at this point. And, uh, the one thing that we had sort of bonded over as brothers was this Tom Green VHS tape tonsil hockey, which is like before it really broke on MTV, it was like from the, his Ottawa show and, uh, whatever that he did in Canada. And it was just a compilation of insane Tom Green bits. And we all found that really funny, but it was just another funny thing we watched. But for Freddie, I feel like that changed his perspective on life, um, seeing Tom Green's full-on absurdity. I feel like everything that was a frustration for him before, uh, that like made him dislike life as a child, <laughs> Sort of, he saw a lens through Tom Green to be like, this, and again, I should reframe this to say this is all from my outside perspective, if he might say this is all BS, but it changed something in him. So one time, we're we're at these movies waiting to pick up my cousin, and we're screaming at each other, and then Lauren was like, you guys got to chill out, like stop fighting, or whatever, we're going to get in trouble, because again, we're about 13 and 12 maybe, Mm And I say, Freddie, why don't you just like F off and go do the snake dance, which is a Tom Green thing where, and again, this is probably not appropriate, but it's where you would go fake a seizure in public to get arrested (laughs) for the purpose of Tom Green's comedy show. So Freddie has never done literally anything like this. He's not even a kid to necessarily make jokes, which our whole family was. He just goes, we're in the middle of a fight. And he goes, all right. He gets out of the car. And again, I'm looking back, I feel like I, I watched a person form their entire personality in this moment. And he walks up to the movies with only me and Lauren watching from 100 meters away in a car. And...
0: He just hits the deck he and starts... Wa- no, no. He
1: walks up outside the movies. And you know how at the movies uh, where we would both later work, by the way, uh, in high school, people come out in droves when a movie ends. A big yeah. crowd comes out, right? Like a huge crowd. So... The crowd starts coming out and Freddie starts greeting people, like walking up to strangers, fully like straight face, and we don't know what he's saying. I don't know, who knows what he was saying, but just some sort of hello, I'm what how are you doing? Just like putting on a, a little tiny performance for us. And then he just lays down and says, This is the snake dance. And he starts <laughs> he announces faking it. a seizure on the sidewalk in front of, you know, dozens and dozens of people coming out first there's concern, then it's very clear that he's not having a seizure and being like a little moron. And people start trying to pick him up, and he's dead arming.
0: Oh my god.
1: And he never, bro- he never broke or laughed or gave in to what it was. And me and Lauren were in absolute hysterics watching this. Uh, and then our, even our cousin Amanda came out and was like, what are you doing? And they started fighting. And uh, it probably like it probably wasn't as funny to... It wouldn't even be funny to anyone sure except adults, for me and Lauren. I
0: think of this and I just think fucking 13 year olds like that would just be so annoying. It would be
1: so annoying. It was exactly like that. It wasn't charming and it wasn't like <laughs> creative. And it's and it actually probably is extremely offensive in hindsight. But to know Freddie as the child who has problems, to go and do that, you we just knew in the moment that something was different. And he came back to the car and he was extremely confident, not even like the thrill of a rush or anything. Like, I can't believe I did that. Just came back and he was just like, there, I like did it. And we were, even then we were like, oh my God, that you're a different person now. And truly, I believe that him and I became friends because we shared that moment.
0: Really? What made you feel drawn to him because of that?
1: I don't know. I, I still tell people that I think Freddie is the funniest person that I know.
0: He's very funny.
1: Um, He's nat- very like naturally funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just impulsively funny. Not that he would write the best joke or anything, but just like walking into a room, everyone goes, ha. Ah.
0: I actually, you know, I said that. Oh, I look at have, that guy. I may have said this <laughs> in the interview and I didn't want it to come off the wrong way, but I f- like he, I said to him, you're somebody that something happens to.
1: Like mm-hmm. a clown,
0: you're like a yeah. clown walking in the world, and yeah. then and then we expect something to happen to you, or I, you to get into a predicament.
1: I suspect if we if we watched Freddie try on a jacket in a department store, it would be like so funny. It would be that's like
0: what I mean. Just
1: like a Mister Bean yes, style,
0: Mister Bean. That's exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, plus, he just likes everybody now. Because the other thing that happened in that moment um, is that it just like erased all the anger from him. And now I would describe Freddie, and literally ever since that moment, 20 years later, he still is the most empathetic... He is. ...kind person that there is. He he doesn't dislike anyone. The
0: anger thing surprised me when it, you said that.
1: Because it, it it actually was erased. It's it's really hard to describe. Are you um, sure he's
0: not just going to go postal one yeah, day? Well, like
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, like... Weird. Our relationship changed that way to the point where we're still professionally, like... Tied together in this moment, uh, we still work together, obviously in our thirties
0: rap battles, rap
1: battles We've been doing it for, for nine years, but We started comedy together at age 18 doing a sketch group called frenzy back with Alana Johnston. Shout out and uh, It we, we were so enthusiastic like everyone is when you're 18 19 And you, We did it for seven years where you try so hard and you think you're the best and you're the next the next whatever kids in the hall We weren't um, And we were so close ever since our whole childhood, or or, 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 I should say our teenage years because of the comedy thing. And then that seven years, we kind of like destroyed our relationship slowly, trying to work so closely to create things that we didn't agree on. And then we went to Winnipeg and had like a, a full on two week long incident, staying in a, in a billet where we would like, wouldn't speak to each other while doing a fringe show and the other people in the sketch troupe we all wanted to like we're, it was like, an, it was like a, a nightmare what a
0: torture for the people who
1: I feel so bad the billet house who oh. just like
0: gives up their house for free to some fringe artists and they're not well we probably to put on other. a
1: face for them but it was a bad for everyone else in our sketch troupe frenzy who was there on the trip who had to like listen to us fight and frenzy ended more or less when we came back from that but we still had like still have and still had the spark of finding each other extremely funny and, and we actually took that frustration and turned it into what Rap Battles is now, which is Rap Battles is an hour long show where we have two people rap in character against each other in an old fashioned rap battle. But Freddie and I stay on stage as hype men the whole time and never leave for the full hour. So mm-hmm. we say that it's like hanging out with the two of us, but we do the old like straight man, silly man thing of arguing. And we just like actually fight and argue for the show. And it makes it so funny.
0: Yeah, That's
1: and interesting. It, it feels like rap battles is the actual epitome of that moment in front of the Ajax Cineplex Ten.
0: <laughs> Can I ask you just really quickly before I lose you? Um, you have multiple brothers. I do. I have no siblings, so is I don't. That right? I don't know the process of all that. Do, are there favorites, or do you all love each other the same amount?
1: I, I think it's like super complicated. There's definitely not favorites, um, but. Things happen in life. Like my whole childhood growing up until until he went to university, he's two years older than me. Me and Francisco were joined at the hip, right? We were like, and it wasn't me and Freddie really. Like we did everything together, the two of us, if we were on sports teams or all like every, every musical discovery I made through high school was with my older brother. Hmm. And Freddie and Thomas had their thing, I imagine. Um, <laughs> but then after Francisco went to university... Because he's so independent, we kind of like uh, split the pairing and we still like love each other and everything, but never kind of reconnected that way. Whereas Freddie and I both went into stupid comedy and acting yeah, and and now we speak every day, multiple times a day um, and have our work lives entwined together.
0: And do you feel... And
1: and then I would say Thomas, the youngest, Uh is like probably the actual closest with all three of us.
0: Oh, that's nice. Which is weird, and um, this is probably an obvious question, but because you have also you're the type of guy who has lots of really close friends who you're not related to. I'm lucky. Yeah, you're very lucky. You have good, close, long lasting friendships. Um, Does it feel different to have a brother than like a best friend to you?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, There's there's something in the. You just can't like break a family bond, right? So like even if you have huge falling outs, which I think other people have probably way worse than us brothers, mm-hmm. people always say they never meet like four siblings who get along as good as we do. And part of that is probably because we were so <laughs> fucking poor. But um, I, I, it's, I've it's i had major falling outs with everyone except Thomas um, at some point. And I'm, I'm even saying major falling outs right now sounds stupid because they weren't in hindsight. But you just, have, you just end up finding a way back. You have big falling outs, but you just end up making it work again because you don't really have a choice. And we, like, have a built-in thing to rely on each other so hard from when we were a tight unit growing up.
0: And you think blood is thicker than water then?
1: Um, I, I, you know what? I actually don't think that it's guaranteed. I think it has to be circumstantial still. I think it actually does still lean on nurture, but I think you get a huge advantage just knowing that it is nature and blood related, but you still have to sort of have this. I mean, I know lots of people who don't like their siblings and I don't blame them in any capacity and I don't find it to be strange. Um, but the exact situation we had, like our parents splitting so young uh, when Thomas was still not even one years old. Mm. and going on, going on welfare for the majority of our childhood and our mother going back to university. And like, we really did like do a lot of self-raising. It just became a thing of like, well, we're just going to be around each other all the time, no matter what. Even now, like Freddie lives less than seven minutes away from me that way. And Thomas lives 10 minutes away from me that way. Wow. Francisco lives on the Danforth (laughs) and that's the farthest one.
0: Wow. Okay, well, I love that. That's very sweet.
1: I know. Isn't it weird? It's uh, very
0: sweet. I mean, like that you're all close. Do you asked
1: as for my favorite story. So I, I always say that about Freddie because, like, I just think it's so rare where you can see a turning point in someone's life in an actual moment. Wow. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I hope do he you doesn't
1: have- get mad that I describe him as a super angry child because he used to get mad at that. He used to be, <laughs> for context, he was the swear kid.
0: The swear. You
1: know, kid. in your you know, in your school growing up, the kid who swears like when you're so nobody swears, and one kid swears all the time in class in rage. That was Freddie.
0: <laughs> I, it's hard to picture. I know. <laughs> Anything you'd like to promo?
1: Um, just check out the Beaverton season three on CTV whenever it comes back, which will be this year at some point.
0: Ooh, exciting! Thanks for being on the show, Miguel. Thanks for having me. Bye. I'm here with Mickey and Mark McDonald. They are identical twins and actors in Toronto. They're funny men. They're also very serious looking individuals. <laughs> Do you guys get that a lot?
2: I get it from my dad. I think, well, I guess we both get it from our dad. Mm-hmm. We don't mean to be serious, but like, uh, I guess it's called a resting bitch phase or something. something yeah. Like
0: that. Yeah. You guys yeah. have a very serious. Face Like, uh, um, I would almost say intimidating.
2: Yeah, but it's not, it, it's just a resting face. It just happens that a resting face is on the intense side. Yeah. I remember picking my dad up, actually, a lot of times from the go train station, and I would see people around him assume that, wow, this guy had a bad day. I better get out of his way because is a very serious face. And then I understood that when he got into the car, he didn't have a bad day at all. He just has a very serious face. Your so brother. I, my, um, our father. Or yeah, your father. Oh, so your yeah. father.
0: So, this is a genetic thing I think from the genetic. top down. Yeah, this I goes to so. all the way to the top. I think so. Okay, so, yes, you can't I'll see go them, with that. but they both look very serious. They <laughs> laugh <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, they're so serious. Sometimes I see. One of them, I'm sorry, I can't tell you apart. We're not that close. Um, I see them at the casting office when I'll go in for a commercial (laughs) audition. And Mark, I've done a commercial (laughs) with, and we had a great time on set. We had a lot of fun.
2: We did, yeah.
0: Mickey, I don't really know, but there have been times that have shown up, and there was a long time I didn't know that you guys were twins. (laughs) I would just see one of you, and I would wave. Yeah. And think, oh, you know, it's him. But then what would happen is you'd give me this death stare. (laughs) And I would think, oh, he he hates me. (laughs) Okay. And And then later on I found out you guys were twins when I saw you both walk into the casting office. I felt much better and I thought, oh, good, he doesn't hate me. It was just a guy that didn't know who I was. But then... I told you this story, Mark, and you went, "No, that was me." I-
2: <laughs> okay, that I was just one didn't time.
0: want to. I just didn't want to smile I back was, at you.
2: No, no, I told you, I was in, not in a good mood, and I remember you <laughs> waving and being like, "Oh man, I, I just can't. I, br- I can't bring it. I can't bring." But well, at least I told you the truth. I could have pinned it on him. <laughs> But that happens a lot to us, to be honest, where people, I will meet someone, they will, they will see what they think is me, and it'll be Mickey, and they'll be like, hey, how's it going? And Mickey will be like, I don't know you. And they'll be really put off because they'll be like, we had a long conversation, and now you're acting like you don't know me. And sometimes it gets resolved, and the person's like, oh, okay, I get it, you're twins, other times, I like, I have no idea how many times this has happened and never been resolved. Okay,
0: but how old are you guys right now?
2: Let's classify.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, how old are you? We're in
2: our 30s. Oh, come on.
0: We're in our 30s. We're
2: 35. You're 35?
0: You're 35. Yeah. yeah. You know, for someone who has had 35 years of people mistaking you for someone else, you, uh, you don't take it well. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> What am I to do, though? You know, imagine yourself having a conversation with somebody, and you have, it, like, maybe a good rapport. And then, oblivious to you, they see someone who they think is you. They don't know. Mickey doesn't know that they've had a conversation. So he just thinks it's a stranger being weird. You're assuming that also that people come up to me like, Oh, hey, Mark. Like, just... You see somebody sometimes, and you... Look at them, and it's not like you like maybe you say "oh hi" or something. But oftentimes, like you, you do less than you think. Like it's like a nod or something. Mm. And if somebody just like who you don't know nods at you and like gives like a "what up" and like a quick second walking down the street or something, you, you're just kind of taken aback, right? And I know I understand what you mean. Like I should be thinking more, having years of practice of being like, "Oh, this person's probably mistaking me for Mark." But you don't jump to that conclusion as quickly as you think sometimes, because it's not like people are like, oh, hey, Mark, I know you. You're right. They're more just like, what up? And you're like, <laughs> in that one second, you're like, uh, what? I don't know who you are. No, yeah, but this is having enough where I'm with you, Lindsay, because I usually, am, I usually be like, hey, you think I'm Mickey? And it's cool. And they're like, yeah, I do. Mickey never does that. No, it's true. I'm bad for that. It's, it's true. It's I'm fine. bad for that. I just don't it's care. Bad. I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I know. I most of the time, I don't want to be bothered to be like, "Oh, oh I'm sorry, you're offended."
0: Oh, this is okay. It's okay. No, I'm, I'm
2: just saying I'm I, can, I can't be bothered sensitive. to say that.
0: Okay. I, so this jumps into my next question. This is a really good um, similar topic. How has being identical twins affected your sense of identity growing up?
2: Hmm, wow, I think lack thereof. Uh, no, I think to be honest, like probably in subconscious ways, it's steered us towards for a little while towards certain aspects of our personality. So for a long time and to this day, people will always say he's the blank twin and he's the blank twin. So there's lots of different ways they fill in that word, but it'll be like, oh, he's the reserved twin and he's the outgoing twin. And so when you hear that, I think as much as I can try and say, oh, that didn't influence me growing up, I think all of us are kind of subconsciously influenced by what people say of us. So I think in those early days, especially if people kept saying, oh, Mark's the reserve twin, I would kind of lean lean into it, whether I knew it or not.
0: You didn't rebel against it. You went with it.
2: No, because when enough people say it, you think, okay, well, I guess I am the reserved twin. That makes sense. I do talk less than Mickey does. And so that had an effect on, well, for a while... That's t- definitely what people would say.
0: If, if you can't tell because it's an auditory <laughs> medium, they're making expressions to each other without speaking. Yeah. They're having a silent fight with their eyes. We did. have
2: the thing called the twinternet and it's always <laughs> online. And So there's a lot of chatter sometimes. Okay, that's another question I
0: had. Do you, do you have like, do you finish each other's sentences like For an sure. ESP?
2: Yeah. Really? 100%. There's a lot of, I think. You must have... Here's a good analogy for a lot of the twin questions, right? Do you have like a really close friend? Like a really, really close friend? Yeah. That you've been friends with for a long time? Yes. Long Like
0: time? a BFF for over right. a decade.
2: 100%. So you are probably in a bunch of circumstances where somebody says something at a party or something happens and you look at each other and it's like you have a miniature conversation about what just happened in your mind. You both look at each other and know exactly what each other is saying. And the, no and the, words, just no looks. words, right? Like, you've had that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, somebody, some guys just like walks in or, or whatever, or somebody's being obnoxious, and like, <laughs> you kind of are like zone in. It's not like, oh, did you just see that? It's like, you kind of have like, oh, what a dick, like, oh, yeah, for sure, like, well, well, this is gonna be a fun party. Like, you almost have that conversation by just looking at each other in that certain way, in that instance. I feel like that's what this, the twin kind of ESP thing is, is like, to an extreme, it's being like, you know, we. We have a longer – we have those kind of conversations, only they're longer.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if you feel it's more extreme than maybe people I that are so just too, best I think so too, because you're
2: like – because how long can you be best – like, if you're best friends with somebody, right? You're best friends, you're – that's a close relationship, but you're not also family. You're not also – like, twins have – we – because we haven't been separated or anything like that and have, have like, mostly – um, gone on the same path like we have shared so many of these experiences we've shared our family all of our friends right throughout all of our moves and everywhere we went so like well yeah that that kind of makes you able to I guess um, have like a stronger sort of esp if you would call it like you have you read each
0: other a lot Is hmm. more to share that's very interesting um what would you say are the biggest differences between you both personality wise i know that's an annoying question because you're obviously different human beings but you have the exact same genetic makeup and and because
2: we haven't been separated we have the same like social economic everything right yeah uh mark i just talked a bunch so you want to forward that one i can will anyone know
0: the difference i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, we should probably maybe by the end of the podcast Everyone says the same thing when they first meet us. We've moved around a lot, met a lot of different new people. Every time they say the same thing, there's no way I can tell you apart. There's no way. And we're like, eventually you will. Eventually you won't even think we look the same. And every time it happens that way. And, like, maybe certain people are quicker than others, but, like, who knows? By the end of this podcast, people might actually be able to tell the difference between our voices.
0: It's slowly happening for me, but mostly because, like I said... You know, it's because uh, only based on one of your reactions, because one of you doesn't really know me, yeah. and you're treating me like a stranger, and the other one's treating me slightly less like a stranger, <laughs> but, <Slightly> per- <laughs> <less laughs> but personality-wise, it seems pretty similar to me right <laughs> now, <laughs> but I just know who is who based on who's more uncomfortable next <laughs> to me. <laughs> 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 That's all. I'm know. generally
2: more uncomfortable than Mark, <laughs> yeah, no matter what the circumstance.
0: Yes, Mark. What are some more differences?
2: Um. Oh man, we're so similar in a lot of ways, but I would say, and I don't want to like insult
0: Mickey. Go for as it. Well,
2: what's I think that all? Mickey is a little more cynical, but in what? A, yeah, in a lot of ways. That I know right? <laughs> But cynicism comes from intelligence So Mickey might be a slightly bit of smarter than I am uh, he's, yeah, more, I I'm more he's neurotic More neurotic for Mark sure. has to walk me down from Yeah, my neurotic nature um,
0: really? For yeah. For sure.
2: Mark's definitely more level. He won't spring out into some existential crisis as quickly as I will.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's interesting. So in that way, I'd say, like, I'm more emotional, thus more cynical. And um, I would say a lot of people call, like, you know what I was saying earlier, the blank twin. Mm-hmm. I was often known as the broody twin. Yeah. So I'm a brooder.
0: You know what? I'm gonna to have to put a photo up on the Instagram of the face that you guys make every time I see you because no. that will really enhance no. all of this. the brooding. No, no. <laughs> okay, wait. No. Which one of you is older?
2: Oh, I so guess. actually, yeah. so this is actually an interesting story. Which most well, it's been it's been thirty years in the making, yourself. So. Uh, when we asked our father originally, my father was like, "You were born at the same time. Your mother had an emergency cesarean." And they pulled you out at the same time. Yeah, you were born at the same time. For a long time, we kind of were like a little disbelieving of that. Thought maybe he was trying to protect us from getting into I'm the older one kind of thing, especially when we were younger. Um, So we started kind of in our teen years pressing our father on being like, you can just tell us the truth. You don't have to come up with this. because nobody believes us. Everyone asks us this question, and then when we say we're born at the same time, people are like, that's impossible, even with the cesarean. Anyway, years later, he obviously, my father, stuck to the story and was like, I'm not lying to you. Give me a little more credit than that. Uh, Years later, uh, we wound up in the hospital that we were born in, and the nurses asked us the same question. And we said, as far as we know, we're born at the same time, and they were also very disbelieving and we had them check the birth records since we were at that hospital and that's the hospital we were born at and it turns out, it's true, we were born at the exact same time, officially twin A, twin B, same birth time
0: Wait, so that just means someone didn't write down who got scooped up? Here's what I think, they they went in We had an
2: emergency C-section we were like pretty pretty premature, teeny tiny right? Birth is a mess, it's messy, there's blood and goop everywhere, right? There's nurses there. I, apparently, according to that, there was like a nurse on I side. So they pulled them out. At that point in time, with that fraction of a second, and which watch, and who's, which? how do you even know who's who at that point in time? Like, we're just about to.
0: Oh, right. Well, but you know l- I mean? so like My dad described know? them reaching, in, reaching and in and grabbing, grabbing
2: both of us. We same time. We're teen, tiny. We are teeny tiny okay so it wasn't one and then the it's other like it was like a, they came out know, that's right. so
0: weird I've never met twins and since
2: it's a... an emergency c-section like you know they're getting you out real quick
0: right wow okay so you guys are same same time
2: same same. according yes. to Toronto General Hospital we are we have the exact same birth time twin A twin B they wouldn't tell us which one were twin A and twin B because they're like well let's,
0: wow let's okay that. that's fascinating yeah. um Another question for you. I'm seeing uh, a difference that I'm noticing. One is married. One Mm -hmm. is not. Yeah. Explain (laughs) yourselves. Explain Explain (laughs) yourselves. Wait, so you're married. I am. Uh, Mickey is married.
2: Mickey's married.
0: How long have you been married?
2: I've been married two years now.
0: Okay. How long were you in your relationship for?
2: Uh, well, like I think seven years before we got married. Oh, i seven years total, maybe.
0: Mark, what have you been think. doing? What have you been doing in this time?
2: To be honest, when we were growing up, everyone always thought it would be the opposite. They always thought, you know, Mickey would be some bachelor whoop de woo and Mark would be the one married. This, this is true.
0: Mickey, what's your wife's name? Ashley. Ashley. Mark, how does it feel knowing that your sister in law is attracted to you? No matter what, like oh. you can say anything about personality, whatever, <laughs> like most people, they can say, oh, well, I'm they're attracted to my sibling. <laughs> they look different. But, you know, inherently that she finds you sexy, even. Oh, though. That she, is... Oh,
2: wow. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: I know that was that was harsh. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. You know, here's a funny story, though, and I don't want to throw a marker on the bus. Because I think Ash has, like, been sort of somewhat asked that question or it's been mentioned to her. It's a good question. And she's, like, in a weird way. She's, like, in a weird way. And she's, like, I know this sounds like bullshit, but she's, like, in a weird way. Like, so she found out, like, oh, you know, or she remembered that, like, you know, I'd hit on her, right? And then she's, like, oh, she came to our show, and we were both in a band. And she's, like, oh, so she saw us both on stage. And she's, like, oh, which one is you know the one who had a crush on me or whatever and, and her friend was like oh it's, it's the guy you know in the bass because Mark played keyboards and she was like oh thank goodness because I wasn't attracted to the other guy at all and she was like I know that's weird to say but even in the early stages she was like yeah it's just weird She's just like I, I never really like wasn't like oh ooh, you know whatever was, she was like oh thank god because like
0: oh wow the whole premise stopped. of my question doesn't work
2: yeah, you, you have assumed something.
0: Yeah. Well, I assume that you guys are identical to <laughs> Here's the thing.
2: And I'll, and I'll, forward, I'll, I'll continue a- along that thread, though, real quick. Because it, in a weird way, and Mark will back me up on this, aside from, like, way back, maybe, like, in, like, junior high or something, like, a girl that Mark has had a crush on, before he's even, like, mentioned it to me, and it's not like, oh, well, Mark has a crush on don't. Like we don't have like we we just don't it doesn't end up happening it must be some sort of evolutionary mechanism because like we don't, you aren't
0: attracted we, no. to the same women no really and you think we should be yes I do think like we should be. you know,
2: be. We, you know we're, we're obviously you know Halle Berry or something like everyone thinks that person's attractive but sure. like in terms of like girls we quote unquote go for or whatever right
0: really. We're not the same.
2: Right back me up on it, and it happens that way, and it's like almost been like a relief every time for you to be like, "Oh, sweet! Like I don't have to worry about that."
0: Wow, that really is interesting. I think
2: it's it's really probably evolutionary because you would have too many twins killing each other (laughs) early in the Uh, early 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 on early (laughs) stages of like, yeah, whatever.
0: Okay, that's amazing. Um. Couple rapid fire fun questions. Did your parents dress you alike when you were young? Same, same, but different. Same clothes, different color. Yeah. Oh.
2: Both, oh okay. Both jumpsuits. One would be bright green. One would be bright blue. But it would be Look the same. At that.
0: That's perfect. They're right. maintaining individuality totally. while also being like, yeah, but you're yeah, twins. But that <laughs>
2: ended, that ended, like pretty early.
0: Did you like being dressed the same?
2: I don't really remember. Because we were like it was like you were know, like a baby and a toddler. Oh, we I remember. Successful. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Okay. We. Well, you, you don't remember when you were six? Come on, six to eight. Six? Come five. on.
0: Okay, another rapid fire question. Did you guys ever pull a parent trap situation? Switch positions as children? Uh, tried. Never succeeded. No, I we have... did once. We, we did? did once. Oh, we painted a right. mole on me and fooled my dad. Oh, you have a mole. I have a
2: mole. You can't see because I have a beard right now, but I have a mole.
0: Okay. And you Maybe tried. I, you fooled your dad. Yeah. Wow.
2: Sorry, dad. Yeah, I, I put makeup on my mole, and then Mark put a mole on him, and like faked him for a second, like a half second.
0: But you never did like like in school try and cut a class. Or- we
2: would, but everyone would like we tried a couple times, but everyone would like laugh and snicker. Who like people? Other people in the class ruin it, right? Because you know. The teacher will be like, oh, taking attendance, and they'll be like, Mark, and I'd be like, here, and they'll be like...
0: (laughs) Wait, because you would tell other people? Or because they 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 could just tell?
2: They would know. 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 Really? After a certain amount of time... (laughs) What happens is after a certain amount of time, people can tell the difference between us, and that is relatively the same amount of time where we would feel comfortable or feel like there's anything to be achieved from doing a switch yeah you know what I mean like if you're right. in school for like a week and you don't have any friends what's the point of swapping classes <laughs> so you can laugh i don't know with yourself or your twin yeah so usually when we're like oh okay this would be funny for other people people have already decided they know the difference right
0: do you guys have any other siblings
2: we have an older brother
0: okay now this must be difficult for him you guys must have, like, a bond that is, like, yeah. can't be compared. Yeah. Is your love for this other sibling different than your love for each other?
2: Yeah. Yes. How could it not be? Like, you don't, you're not going to love your brother as much as you love your twin. Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so tense. It's just the truth, man. It's just That's true. the cynicism you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's not cynical. It's also, it's, it's, so it's blatant funny. honesty. I would say that's
0: so harsh. Wow, it's harsh. Yeah. But I mean, you were yeah. in the womb together.
2: It's just it's just you know it's somebody just, could dodge I, that question or they could be truthful about that. Question. Yeah.
0: Wow. I'm okay. Kudos to you guys for being truthful. Truth be told. Truth be told.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always keeping it on brand. I love it. Um, only a couple more. Um, we already did the weird married question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mark, you said something earlier to me that I thought was really cute. Will you say it again?
2: Uh, yeah. So I guess, um, I don't know, this might come across arrogant or something like that, but I just think that being an identical twin, um, any identical twin, I think just means that you have a little more empathy. You have a lot of empathy because I know that I care more about Mickey than I do myself.
0: Like and true that, unconditional love.
2: Yes, true. Like, so if there's two, let's say we're sharing a meal or I'm making two steaks or something very simple like that, and one of them is clearly better than the other, I will give Mickey the better piece rather than myself.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, it runs deep. And I feel like also... um, <laughs> To a negative sometimes, too. We were like, Yeah, uh, you know, if, if 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 I just like Mark's being a jerk and then a friend or somebody agrees with me, then I'll be like, No, what are you talking about? You can't call him a jerk.
0: You, you turn
2: on only them. I, only I can do that. And to Mark's point as well, I think, uh, and this again sounds like you're boasting your own horn, but my wife said too that, like, yeah, actually, I think you know, it helps in relationships. You know, all relationships, because you're, you've are you been, <laughs> Mark and I have been in a, in a relationship, oh, well, it's almost like we've been married or whatever, for a, our whole lives. So, like, learning to share, learning to argue with each other, learning to have a fight but get over it, learning to know, like, what are the things worth fighting about, what aren't, how are we going to get over this, how are we going to get wow, over I like,
0: never thought of it, though. Like,
2: you've had your whole life sharing spaces. Like, you know, we've obviously been roommates with each other for a long time, sharing in general. Like, all those things that can kind of... That are part of a relationship with anyone. Um, you know, we've we've had that in an in intense way for a whole lot. So yeah, like, we've been in a number of physical fights, even. And been very upset with each other. But at the end of the day, we always knew that we had to resolve it. Even, you know, that day or that night. Because we couldn't deal with the idea of, like, we're not going to stop being twins. And being, you know, close with each other on account of whatever. So there was always impetus to resolve issues.
0: So, you guys also have some controversial opinions regarding fraternal twins.
2: I'd, I'd say they're pretty, for most identical twins, would feel the same way.
0: Okay, what is...
2: They're fake twins.
0: You think fraternal twins are fake twins?
2: I don't consider them real twins. Why? Well, if it's a guy and a girl, like, give me a break. <laughs>
0: Seriously, when no, you I, When someone's like, twins, I'm a twin,
2: and you're like, oh... Are you close to the twin? You're like, yeah, I mean, she's my sister, and you're like, okay, why okay, would you even why would you to come that? to me <laughs> and act like we have something in common when you have a fake twin. it's true. Who's not even doesn't it's even true. look like you And different and and It goes too with parents too. Like parents will come up to be like, uh, Oh my god, I have twins too. And I'm like, Oh cool, awesome. Like, yeah, well Sarah's this old and like Tommy's and I'm like, what, what are you kidding me? You don't have twins. You have two people born at the same time. Big whoop. <laughs> or you should, you should at least say, I have fraternal yeah, twins. Then and then it's that's fine. fine. But don't just say twin and then yeah. later be like, oh. Because when you hear the word twin, how it's represented through the eons of history is two of the same. Right? That's a twin. Twin something, twin peaks, it's two of the same, two of the exact same. You don't say twin when it's a, you know, a black do you rock and a blue rock that are the same shape, they are not twins.
0: Do you, do you feel... Nice one. A, thank
2: you. <laughs> I like that. I feel good about that. <laughs> do
0: you guys feel good. inferior to triplets? No.
2: No, they're freaks. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> triplets are weird.
0: Oh my god, you guys aren't good at making friends. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. we got
2: a twin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just fist bump. So you guys are actors mm-hmm. and you guys audition a bunch for things yeah uh, this is a weird question to ask is one of you more successful at booking than the other
2: uh yeah mark's beaten me so we yeah we compete against each other for audition because
0: yeah, you guys go in as Twins, I've noticed sometimes, too.
2: Yeah, so we go in as twins, but more more often than not, we compete against each other for the same commercial.
0: So, like, if there's a commercial audition
2: for, like... Uh, guy, the VH1 guy, the the one you guys shot. Oh, I yeah. probably went out for that.
0: Oh, yeah, so so you go in for some sauce commercial, yeah. and you both get called in to audition for the same part, so you're against each other. Yeah,
2: exactly. Wow. And Mark has beaten me more than I've beaten him like the record stands about like 5-2 or something yeah however mickey has here's the thing i have done more and beaten him in more commercial auditions however mickey has filmed more tv and film um parts and also beaten me for more film and tv parts so the cynicism works well for drama yeah
0: yeah so
2: he's a better on paper he's a better film and TV actor and I'm a better commercial actor <laughs> is on it paper. Like the cabinet, on paper <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well we'll see <laughs> it's it, an
2: act off
0: <laughs> does it cause rivalry no or?
2: I'm happier to see Mark and this is pure honesty you know I'm a cynic so I wouldn't fluff this up Yeah, I'm you not, already
0: said you don't love your other brother yeah. so I'm sure he <laughs> did not say not
2: that. Much, I didn't say that I said I don't love him <laughs> as much as my twin how could you okay yeah. Um, what was I saying <laughs> about rivalry? You're happy. For oh, him. I'm happy. If, yeah, I'm happy for Mark to to get it over somebody, some other schmo. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's good.
2: That's my brother. Likewise. If yeah. it's not me, second best, Mark. <laughs> it's honestly, and then some other chump gets it. Like, well, some of your friends.
1: <laughs> not
2: happy. Uh. Okay,
0: this is great, you guys. This is fantastic. I feel like you guys have taught me so much, and I am not going to make such intense judgments about twins as if you're all just one uh, one person.
2: You do that? You did that before.
0: Yeah. Um, I, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. I do have yeah. one last question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys hang out with other Sets of twins
2: here and there that it's happened in the meanderings of life. I dated a twin once.
0: You dated a twin once, yeah, an identical twin, yeah. Oh my goodness,
2: yeah. Did you guys talk about that a lot, or was it just like we didn't talk about it a okay. lot? Yeah, but you know, we dated for a brief time in university.
0: Okay, well, then I have to ask, did you court the idea of going out with? her twin do a double date twin thing
2: probably probably but I don't remember if it was didn't last long didn't last long it wasn't really that interesting to me I I don't know
0: well (laughs) (laughs) on that note I could
2: cut that
0: (laughs) on that note I'm gonna end it in uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. You guys were so good and for sharing um, all your twin expertise. Who do expertise. you like more?
2: Let me ask you a question. Oh, Right God. now, straight up, you have to pick one. Your brother, I don't want to do Mickey. that.
0: I don't want to do We've he answered picked
2: so his... many questions for you. He I just told you to me, about yeah. love You know what? I'm not
0: going to answer that, but you know what I will say? Okay. okay? So, Mark is the one that i knew from before mickey is a stranger mickey is supposedly the more cynical married one and and (laughs) weirdly enough i feel like even though you're supposed to be cynical you're you scare me less than mark does (laughs) (laughs) even though like you seem kind of happy and light and mark mark has this dark energy and aura dark energy and aura and i really enjoyed shooting with you that day and uh yes yet i find it weird that you're the less cynical one because you have a very dark energy
2: wow <laughs> thanks for coming to the show He's got oh dark aura, but like, I like you. So, Mark, aura. you can add now that to the list of he's the dark aura. <laughs> yeah, I'm the but dark But Mark, you know what I trend. think it is. Yeah,
0: I like you both just as much, but I feel like Mickey might like me more than Mark likes <laughs> me. That's what it is. I feel like you dislike me more than he does, and that's what I'm picking up on.
2: Wow, you have assumed a lot today, Lindsay. You have he's not combating
0: this, is he? <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being on the <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me. It
0: us. was fun. It was a lot of fun. Bye, guys.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: I'm sitting here with Sadie Faye. Sadie. Hello. Hi. You are an actor, an improviser... You are here in the big city trying yes. to make it in comedy and uh, acting Yes I am. Yes you are. you're
3: 24 yep
0: yeah. We don't know each other very well. No, we
3: just met today. We just <laughs> met
0: today uh, but you had a great story for the topic we were discussing so you wrote to me and just to paint a picture everyone of Sadie Sadie is is charming and sweet. she brought me candy. No guest has ever brought me. A gift. That means I win best guest. Yeah, you won best guest. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Thank you for that. You're so sweet. You're shy. I could tell. A little shy. A little bit. A little bit. But that's okay. We'll get you out of your shell. Um, Sadie, you also won an award last week. Let's get you out of your shell right now. Yes. Yes.
3: (laughs) She says thank you. She's accepting the award right now. Um, Uh, I won best performance at the Ryerson University Film Festival. For a film I starred in called Limbs, that's so exciting! Thank you. So you did great film acting. I did. This is fantastic. Um,
0: well, welcome on the show, and uh, I uh, want to hear your
3: stories
0: about siblings. You have an interesting perspective.
3: I do. Uh, When I was nine, I I was an only child until I was nine. I was an only child too. Still am. Yeah. In that year, I gained three sisters all at once. Uh, My dad had another daughter, so I gained a half sister, and my mom married someone with two kids, so then I had two stepsisters as well. All kind of happened at once.
0: So you go suddenly. You went from just you to three siblings.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It was hard. Um, I didn't know what that meant to be a sister. I didn't understand that relationship. I found uh, my stepsisters, who I lived with, to be very confusing in their dynamic. They would be yelling and screaming and hating each other one minute, and so caring and loving the next moment, and I didn't understand that at all, and it was hard to share attention. So wait, how was that shift?
0: Cause I'm trying to imagine myself at nine years old as an only child.
3: So you, did you like being an only child? First of all, I did. Yeah. It was, um, my mom and I, just the two of us living together. I really liked that dynamic. And then all of a sudden they were older than you? No, they're younger. I'm the oldest. Oh shit. Yeah. So you might've had some authority. A little bit. You'd think. You'd think. I don't know that I did. No? No. So, like, did you like them? Um, I did like them. I remember, um, like, meeting them before our parents started dating. Uh, we lived in the same neighborhood, and then uh, our parents were dating, and then we had to, like, meet again with this idea, like, oh, maybe we're going to be sisters now. And then uh, we were living... Um, overseas at the time and then they moved with their mom back to Canada and so we moved back to Canada to to follow them and, and be close to them and um yeah so then we lived with them part-time and then we moved back in December so we had Christmas all together it was like our first big family thing right yes wow okay so like tell me Tell me some of the things um, that you found out about sisterhood. I think the moment when I really understood how deep the the love between siblings is or can be was we were on a, a road trip our first year as a family. And um, we were in a hotel that had bunk beds. And the bottom bunk was a double bed and the top bunk was a, a single so you could jump on, on the double bed. Fun bed on the bottom, terrifying. Fun. Yes, <laughs> and um, so my stepsisters are um, Audrey, who uh, I was ten at the time, so Audrey was nine, and Heather was seven, and Audrey was jumping on the bunk and uh, hit her face off of the top bunk and chipped her tooth. Oh, um, and. We were all so scared, and uh, we had to drive and find like an emergency after-hours dentist to get her tooth filled in. It was like half of her tooth, it was a big chip, the front one, yeah. And I remember sitting in the back of the car on the way there, and Heather was crying, and I was thinking, why are you crying? You're not hurt. Audrey's hurt. And Heather said to me, I feel so bad. And I wish I could have this pain instead of Audrey. Like, I'm so sad for her right now. And I I wish I could take this away from her. Whoa, that's so dramatic. How old is this kid? She was seven, I think. That's so dramatic for <laughs> a chipped tooth. That's like what you say when someone
0: gets, like, run over by a car. I wish it could have been me. Uh, yeah.
3: Wow. She just... She, ooh, that's beautiful. She had that much empathy. My and God. It was that moment that I really understood their bond. And then... I grew to have that with them as well. I grew to share that with them. Really? Yeah, I was just looking through um, old um, greeting cards I've saved over the years. And I found one from Audrey uh, when I was um, 15. She wrote me a Christmas card that said that um, I am and always will be as much her sister as Heather is. Oh,
0: and wow. And that's one of the most
3: meaningful cards anyone's ever written well, me. Well,
0: yeah, I feel like as an only child, I've always... I mentioned this uh, in the intro of the episode. I've always been obsessed with um, making a best friend as close to a sister as possible. I've even been friends with other only children to try and give myself that feeling of, of being number one to somebody else. So as an only child, hearing from someone who has a blood relative that you're as important to them is
3: huge. That's so huge. Yeah, and I I feel like, um, so those are my stepsisters. I also have a half-sister, Maya, who is 10 years younger than I am. Right. And we have never lived in the same city. And I feel like had I not had my stepsisters, I wouldn't understand how to be a big sister How's to Maya. That? Because they're the ones I lived with, and they're the ones that taught me how to be a sister, and like watching them and then them loving me, I understood that bond. And so if I hadn't been able to have that experience with them... I don't think I would understand how to apply that to my relationship with Maya. Does that make sense? Yes. So you had that experience with them? Yes. Are you not their stepsister anymore? No no, no sorry. Like
0: I am <laughs> No, I'm curious, like um like are you are your is your mom still with their dad? No.
3: They they got a divorce when I was um fifteen. So we were stepsisters who shared a family unit for five years oh that's so weird too and then yeah so our relationship has also changed since our parents aren't together anymore but we're still sisters um but they i they just taught me what that word means so
0: my final question for you is what has been the thing you've learned or the biggest thing you've learned through suddenly being
3: confronted with the with the experience of being a sibling? Um, Just the sibling dynamic was so confusing to me before having any siblings, before living with my sisters that the idea that you can clash with someone, fight with them, hate their guts, but always love them. Like my sisters and I would punch each other, I don't know, like have that typical sibling rivalry and still always could you imagine? Love is the bottom line.
0: Could you imagine what would happen if you punched one of your friends? We wouldn't be friends anymore. It would. It would be so brutal. It would ruin the friendship. I'm trying to think. Even my closest friends. What would happen if one day we got physically violent <laughs> with each other? <laughs> um, that is an interesting thing about siblings that I feel no. like, as an only child, I kind of missed out uh, out on. I mean, actually, I had a bit of roughhousing with some of my close friends in high school, who I'm still friends with. Because they knew I didn't have siblings, Mm. so they kind of felt like they should, but even beyond that, maybe cousins roughhousing, but really, yeah, there's it's a it's such a unique thing. It's like you roughhouse with them because you know there's no getting out of this relationship,
3: yeah. I and no matter how infrequently we see each other now, um, as adults, there's always I can always count on them. I think that's something I I felt like as the big sibling, it was my job to take care of them. Um, But really it's, it's a two way street and they take care of me and I know that I can count on them um, whenever I need them. That's sweet. Mm -hmm.
0: (sighs) Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you
3: so much for having me. It was lovely having you. Anything you'd like to promo from your life? Yes. Um, my social media accounts. Yeah, please, on, uh, this is the age of social media. <laughs> you have to. Thank you. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Sadie Faye Acting. That's S-A-D-I-E-F-A-Y-A-C-T-I-N-G. And I also have a Facebook page also called Sadie Fay Acting. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Sadie Fay. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. That is the end of this episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast, the siblings episode. Wow. Well, I have learned so much. And you know what? I'm still thankful I don't have a sibling. I'm okay with it. I've made peace with it, guys. I'm not going to have a brother, sister. And uh, hopefully that nightmare will stop replaying over and over again where my parents bring that baby home. I'm going to thank my guests. You guys know the drill. I do this every time. I got to thank them. They made the show so good. Thank you to Mark and Mickey McDonald, the amazing Identical Twins. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you to Miguel Rivas, and thank you to Sadie Faye. You guys were awesome. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who made the music for this episode and all the episodes. Thank you to Catherine Fogler for her podcast photography. And to Kurt Furla for his amazing uh, work on the podcast artwork. Thank you to Stuart Macquarie who was the editor of this particular episode. Thank you to Cody Crane and Michael Mangiardi from the Sonar Network. And also, guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram... You can. My handle is at Linzo Mullo. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. As always, guys, there will be more episodes. I've been making so many interviews happen, so many things to edit, so many things in the can. So please stay tuned and tell your friends about this show. Uh, That's how we get the word out. Let people know. All right, guys, till next time. See you later.